We will be reading this morning uh, from Psalm 119, verse 105 through 112. The Word of God is the overall theme, as is true throughout Psalm 119. In this specific passage, there is a progression within the first four verses, beginning with the illumination from God's Word, David's commitment to the Word of God, a period of testing his commitment to it, followed by personal surrender and worship. And then final proof and fruit of this learning is evident in verses 109 through 112. Particular emphasis in this psalm is placed upon the character of David, and rightly so. For we too should liken ourselves to the godly character exemplified therein. As we read, we will see David as steadfast and assured, yet with a full understanding that he must have the quickening hand of God upon him to revive his burdened soul. Throughout this psalm, David makes two specific petitions. He seeks to be quickened and taught of God, clinging to the necessity for God's graces in his life. David established himself in the word of God, which was availed to him in the form of judgments, precepts, law, testimonies, and statutes, as all five are noted in this psalm. David purposed, as we ought to, to not only live by the word, moreover to allow its certainty based upon the very character of God, to bear fruit in our lives and bring peace and comfort to our soul. If you would, please turn with me to Psalm 119, beginning in verse 105 and going through 112. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn, and I will perform it, that I will keep thy righteous judgments. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according unto thy word. Accept, I beseech thee, the freewill offerings of my mouth. O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. My soul is continually in mine hand. Yet do I not forget thy law. The wicked have laid a snared for me, yet I erred not from thy precepts. Thy testimonies have I taken as a heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. Amen. I have inclined mine heart to perform thy statutes alway, even unto the end. Verse 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God is a lamp and a light. It illuminates the straight way for our footing on the crown of the road and shines forth keeping us from ditches on either side. Through the lens of the word of God, there is both clarity and perspective. For every area of life. Yes. The word of God is eternal. His word shall endure. His word is true. David proved that the word of God was a lamp and a light by proper application. It is only then that David could realize the full exposure of this lamp and light upon his circumstances, as he claims in Psalm 19.8 that the commandment of the Lord is pure and light in the eyes. Yes. As with many other truths in Scripture, their full effect is conditional upon each believer's application of them. As David embraces the promises of God and his righteous judgments, he proves a clear understanding of the sovereignty of God in his law and his capacity for his responsibility. Do we recognize the Bible as the lamp and light for every facet of our lives? If so, do we choose to walk in it? Verse 106, I have sworn, and I will perform it, that I will keep thy righteous judgments. The psalmist here reflects terminal values. By terminal, 
We wish to imply the most desirable outcome according to God's revealed will, found in his righteous judgments. Notice the sworn commitment to perform, to embrace the word of God. Have we committed unto the same? Do we perform? Do we keep God's law in the same personal way? Or is our professed religion simply one of Baptist tradition? In Exodus 24, 3-7, when Moses read the words and the judgments of the Lord, the people answered with one voice, all the words which the Lord hath said, will we do and be obedient. Amen. Is this our response to the word of God? Or do we conceal a pathetic and lazy attitude toward it behind a zeal for the King James Bible? Verse 107. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy word. Although David experienced much affliction during his life, he states his case before the Lord, as elsewhere many times, as he seeks a revival for his soul from Jehovah God, claiming his written promises. The quickening here describes God reviving our suffering graces and those fruits of the spirits which have diminished through either our own sin, apathy, or affliction. Once quickened, we are once again enlivened for our faithful service and duty to the Lord Jesus Christ. How often do we seek this quickening, this spiritual vigor, to press toward the mark for the prize, the high calling of God in Christ? We read God's promises in Isaiah 57.15 that he dwells with him that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. So let us ask of him, whom giveth liberally and upbraideth not. Let us lay claim to God's promises for renewal. Verse 108. Accept, I beseech thee, the freewill offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. David alludes to a priestly office here by a very intimate and very personal worship. The freewill offerings given unto the Lord from his lips pay honor and show forth reverence and personal desire. Moreover, David seeks to be taught of God. Only a repentant heart will be heard graciously before the God of heaven. Herein we see David's humility to offer everything, his lip service and his life service. Do we desire to please the Lord with the same understanding, reverence, and fear? Is our praise out of command and duty, or is it from recognition and desire? May we too humble ourselves and ask the Lord may accept our praise and the free will offerings from yes. our mouths. Amen. Yes. Hebrews thirteen fifteen instructs us with by him therefore let us offer the sacrifices of God of praise to God continually. Yes. Amen. That is the fruit of our lips, Amen. giving thanks to his name. May we seek to be taught of God, not of knowledge only, but with the understanding yes. also. Amen. Let us apply our hearts to wisdom. Let us ask of him to reveal to us his word more clearly for further obedience. Verse 109. My soul is continually in my hand, yet do I not forget thy law. We may never experience the degree of personal and political adversity with constant danger that David had, yet we too must bear our own burdens. What bearing will you take when faced with life's trials? The condition of our soul's temporally is at stake by our choices. Job 13.15 will summarize with, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. But I will maintain mine own ways before him. 
Daniel likewise held his life in his hand by defying the king's decree and continuing to pray thrice daily, but he was delivered. Yet, David states, do I not forget thy law? This is a declaration made from fact, as is seen elsewhere throughout the Psalms. David was not stating that he simply remembered, but that he acted upon the law of God for his personal benefit. Do we, in times like these, make provision for the word upon our circumstances? Do we hold fast to the principles and promises of God to prove our faith? Or do we lack reaping the full benefit of his grace from being consumed by trials and growing weary and fainting? Verse 110, the wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I erred not from thy precepts. A snare by definition is a trap set with the intention to tempt or bring harm either by bait or noose. The wicked in this verse intentionally use them against God's anointed. David can testify that he did not fall prey as he did not err. The devices here of the wicked failed for God's word was a lamp and a light exposing the snares held in darkness. David did not wander toward them, away from God's precepts. Do you anticipate traps? The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Are you on guard? Are you sober? Are you vigilant? Because your adversary, the devil, walketh about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The wicked have many faces, and they may often manifest themselves through so-called friends and teachers, posing themselves as angels of light. Their snares may be doctrinal, as the papists are legend for, false accusations, allegations, flatteries from the seductive whore as in Proverbs, or emotional pleas by so-called do-gooders. You will be tempted. Is your heart steadfast to resist? Purpose to stand fast. The key for our success is in the following verse, 111. Thy testimonies have I taken as a heritage forever. Amen. For they are the rejoicing of my heart. Yes. God's words are unshakable, unchanging, everlasting, and true. Yes. The preemptive stance of David anticipates the strike or the blast and lays a foundation accordingly. What is or what will be your heritage? Is it your health? Your career? Posterity? Financial investments? David lays hold of his inheritance here, his estate, and these enduring words, for he staked his life on the testimonies of God right. and that of his covenant with him. Yes. God's testimonies are given for his elect, a heritage for those that have received the spirit of adoption. In Jeremiah fifteen sixteen, we read, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. Amen. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. Remember when you first lay hold of the word of God, the truth of the gospel, the revelation of God, the great mystery of godliness. What wealth, what cause for rejoicing, even more precious than fine gold. Right. Do you rejoice in them today? Yes, Lord. If not, repent and do the yes. first works. Yes. Verse 112, I have inclined my heart to perform thy statutes always, even unto the end. David takes corrective action to incline or otherwise transform his heart by the word of God in the renewing of his mind. The inclining here is corrective action, for our hearts are set with aversion to the word of God. Herein lies the emphasis in our practical conversion. 
Our religion is not an accessory to be donned at will. Our religion is one of performance toward the word of God, whereby proving our election in Christ Jesus yes. our Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We must not be moved by our emotions. We are to hold fast the form of sound words from Scripture and lay hold of eternal life. We have a light now, brethren. Let us use it, yes. for we shall soon depart from this mortal frame and be ushered into his glorious presence. Thank you, Lord, for your illuminating word. Amen. Amen. Amen.